Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go, live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day one hour from now. Greg Cosell, if you bet football, play fantasy football, want to get smarter in football, Greg Cosell is your guy in one hour. Well, Dodger season over. Bryce Harper has put the Braves season in peril. We don't lead a lot with baseball, but I will say this. Postseason baseball is a completely different experience than regular season baseball. You give me a star, Philadelphia, or you give me the Dodgers falling, it's just a different sport. I sat yesterday, it's a different sport. Yeah, no Otani, no Yankees, no Dodgers. We need Bryce Harper in baseball. Yes, let's start with the Dodgers. So this morning, the headlines are they got swept. Dave Roberts, manager, asleep at the wheel as Lance Lynn allows a record four home runs in the same inning. Hmm. Would Dave Roberts be a genius if he pulled him after three home runs? (laughs) Uh, The last two years, the Dodgers have 211 regular season wins and one playoff win. And they're not alone. Favorites are getting dominated in the postseason. It's not the manager, man. It's not the manager. A Major League Baseball regular season is a triathlon. Endurance. The playoffs are a 100-yard sprint. Analytics used in the regular season are often cast aside in the playoffs because you have to win now. You see it in the NBA. 3-3-3-3-3. Yes, those numbers work over the course of a long season. Then you get to the NBA playoffs. You need a stop and a bucket. Giannis is really valuable. 
right? James Harden, not as valuable. Can't get stops. The Dodgers, due to age, a domestic assault, and injuries, don't have an ace. You're not a World Series team. That's not a World Series team. Add this, Mookie Betts, a remarkable player, and Freddie Freeman, who's been a tremendous Dodger in his brief stint here, they had one hit in 21 at-bats. So your two best hitters disappear. You don't really have an ace, and that's Dave Roberts? That's not Dave Roberts. Analytics don't account for everything. And they're in the NBA and baseball, analytics over a long season work. They don't necessarily work in a two, three, four game setting. It's a sprint, not a triathlon. You lose your best four starters. Clayton Kershaw's in what year 16? Come on. You gotta be realistic. Justin Verlander once talked about analytics. He says, I think our culture in Houston is something that's not necessarily tangible. For most of the analytic forward teams in baseball, something that makes this team so special is something that's not necessarily measurable. That's absolutely true. It's called culture and clutch. I'll get to Philly in a second. You see a lot with them. But baseball fans have to blame somebody, and especially in Los Angeles, your number two pitcher in this series for the Dodgers was pitching in double-A baseball last year. It's not a World Series team. Major League managers make, on average, about $1.7 to $1.8 million a year to manage 162 games. A college football coach makes double that to coach 12. Why? Because a manager has very little say with analytics. He has very little influence on the bottom line. So no true ace. Your two best players can't hit. That's not a Dave Roberts issue. It's your reality. That's what the Dodgers were as a postseason team. Nobody in the postseason without two great bats hitting and no ace is going to win a series. And in this 100-yard sprint, Diamondbacks were clearly better. Dave Roberts of the Dodgers taking the blame talks. There's some things with the format that you know people can dissect or whatever, but the bottom line is that... Um, you know, the last two years, we've got outplayed in the postseason. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it was a seven-game series. You know, we lost the first three games. The regular season, I think we do a great job. But, um, uh, you know, the last couple postseasons, uh, it just hasn't gone well for us. They hand him the batting order. Analytics drives the sports. why they don't pay managers anything. The reality is it's happening all over baseball. You can be built for the long road trip. We all know this as parents. Remember when you were parents and your kids are two, three, four, five, six years old. You get in the car, you're going to drive to, uh, you know, Mammoth in California. You're going to go skiing. Or you're going to go to a lake and you're in the car four or five hours. You prepare differently as a parent for a five-hour drive than you do taking your kid to school. All right? You, it's the long trip. It's the vacation. That's the reality of baseball. It is such an absurdly long season. You're built one way. Use analytics regularly. In the NBA playoffs, you need a bucket. Give me a mid-range jumper. Give me, give me Kevin Durant from 18. Just get me a bucket. Get me Jason Tatum. Drive to the basket. Give me a bucket. In baseball, get me an out. Get me a hit. It's a sprint. And the Dodgers didn't have their sprinters. All right, so... 
Uh, playoff games in Philadelphia, I got to tell you, I don't know what it is. I used to feel this way about old Yankee Stadium. Old Yankee Stadium just felt different. TV there just felt different, looked different. The ghosts. It's like the Yankees' seventh, eighth, ninth inning. It's like, oh, Yankees will figure out a way to win. It was intimidating. I mean, baseball stadiums are charming. Fenway, Wrigley, they're not intimidating. The old Yankee Stadium was intimidating. Like the Yankees came back so many times. Philadelphia feels like that. It's almost a football crowd. It just jumps off the TV. That game 6-1, kept watching. 7-1, kept watching. 7-2, kept watching. 10-2, didn't turn it off. And a big part of that is Bryce Harper. He's got a David Beckham quality. He's a guy's guy. He's cool. He's alpha. He's fun. A little power. I can't explain it. I've been watching the Netflix uh, Beckham documentary. Just love that guy. And Bryce Harper, like Beckham, icon, star, very early age. Uh, loved, hated, boo, bomb, great. I'm telling you, I'm in the interesting business. That dude is interesting. They are 8-0, the Phillies, when Bryce hits a bomb. He hit two yesterday in the playoffs. Uh, they just don't lose when he's hitting home runs. He hit a couple yesterday. And I've, I've heard for years on uh, Bryce Harper, there's a, play, a way to play the game. I just don't buy it. All the old-timers bristle at that stuff. There's three people in baseball. When they're up, I can't turn it off. Aaron Judge, Bryce Harper, Shohei Otani. I cannot turn the television off. It's the same with golf. The purists will tell you about Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. He is number one for 50 weeks last two years. Yeah, I know, but I like Brooks Kepka. Phil Mickelson, Tiger, Brooks Kepka, get me to a TV. I can't explain it. By the way, it's not like Scotty Scheffler is that much better than Brooks Kepka. In big tournaments sometimes, Kepka's the man. He plays great in big tournaments. Bryce Harbour gets me to a TV. He's just a dude's dude. He feeds off the crowd. He's got alpha. He's not worried about analytics. I don't even know if he's a good analytic player. He's a dude's dude. Big, strong, best show in baseball. And I don't know what it is. But in that stadium, the Braves, the best team in the regular season, look absolutely small and overwhelmed. There is a magic about old Yankee Stadium that new Yankee Stadium just doesn't have. And there is a magic about that place on television. I can't imagine playing there, and Bryce Harper talked about it after. I love this place. Flat out, I love this place. There's nothing like coming into the bank and playing in front of these fans. Blue-collar mentality, tough, fighting every single day. I get chills, man. I, I, I get so fired up. I, 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 man, I love this place. Well, you can see it, and they love him. So, Phillies are making the Braves look small. The D-backs made the Dodgers look small. The great Orioles are toast. These wild-card teams, these underdogs, are having a great postseason and don't worry about it. I'm hearing baseball people say, whoa, hey, wh wild cards win all the time in the NFL. We had an upset in the NBA playoffs this year. Miami Heat got to the finals. Go check out what their seed was. It's good. We don't want favorites always winning. It's what's hurt college football the last 15 years. That it was always the SEC. It's always the favorites. Nobody can win on the road at Georgia or Alabama. This is great for baseball. It is great. Listen, the Braves are an unbelievable organization. But this series is interesting. Because the Braves suddenly look small and intimidated by the Phillies. It's, it, I, that was great TV yesterday, even though the game wasn't close. I have a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Here's my parlay. I'll take the Jags at home minus four to win and cover against the Colts 
who were going with a backup quarterback. Colts outplayed him in week one. Jags will not overlook Indy. Jags minus four. Seahawks at the Bengals. Cincinnati found their groove. This game is urgent. They're in a very tough division. Every game matters now after a rocky start. I'll take the Bengals minus three to cover. And the Commanders with extra prep off a blowout loss, humiliated, get points, two and a half at Atlanta. Atlanta beat Houston. I don't think they're better than Houston. They just beat them. I'm going to take the Commanders plus two and a half. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the HERD. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Warren Sharp had a tweet yesterday brought to my attention. He talked about Jerry Jones and the coaches that he has hired, uh, the last uh, six coaches he has hired. And it's Chan Gailey and Dave Campo and Bill Parcells out of retirement, uh, Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, 57-year-old Mike McCarthy, outside of Parcells, all men that needed Jerry Jones. Similarly, Tony Romo. By the way, three of those guys were just promoters that were, you know, uh, coordinators that were just promoted. So, again, Jerry did them a solid. Similarly, Tony Romo, undrafted. Dak Prescott, fourth round. Yet Jerry made them quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys because he believed in them and he made them rich and famous and household names. Thanks to Jerry. Jerry granted them favors and opportunities to be on America's team. Nobody believed in you, but I believed in you, Dave Campo. Mike McCarthy, your phone wasn't ringing. I believed in you, Dak Prescott. 
Even the Mike McCarthy relationship is so odd to me. Like McCarthy, remember he kind of embellished about going in the basement all offseason with a group of men every Sunday, breaking down the analytics of the NFL when he was out of work. Eh, it's kind of embellished. And then McCarthy admitted he embellished when he told Jerry when he got the job, I watched every cowboy play for three years. And this week there was another gem by McCarthy. He said he's it leaked to the media that he is in the facility 20 hours a day pouring over film of the Niner loss. I mean, even George Santos is like, can we get a little truth here? Can we all be a little more honest? It's a weird relationship. But Mike, the phone wasn't ringing. Jerry Jones needs someone that will challenge him. Jerry Jones wants, wants people to feel like they owe him, anointing him, elevating him. I found you. I believed in you. I discovered you. Listen, the Mike McCarthy thing, watch the game. McVay, Shanahan, Mike McDaniel. You see some of these wizards doing stuff offensively. McCarthy's an offensive coach. This is a dull, boring offense without much motion, without much clever. And now Dak's just a pocket quarterback. It's time, not just for the Belichicks of the world or the Matt Eberflus of the world. It's time to ask real questions about Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones. What you need is a coach like Jimmy and Bill that challenged you, not somebody you did a solid for. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. So uh, Joe Dumars, great player, GM of the Pistons years ago. So there's been this, the NBA media, and I understand why, but they're, perpetually enabling the stars, coddling the stars, protective is how I would call the NBA media. Don't want to offend the five or six big agents. Maybe it's two or three. NFL media is harsh. Baseball media can be harsh. NBA media tends to be protective. They want to protect the agent stars. Four or five of both run the league. But uh, Joe Dumars, NBA executive VP, head of basketball operations, said this, that the NBA has gone deep into data he said, I think it was a given conclusion that data showed you had to rest players, right, to get a better performance. Joe Dumars said, no, we've gotten more data. It doesn't show that resting and sitting guys out correlates with lack of injuries or fatigue. He said it does show guys may not be quite as efficient in the second night of back-to-backs, but in terms of injuries, what we thought prior, we got more data, it's not holding up. Will the NBA media now acknowledge that and stop pushing the narrative that everybody needs a lot of games off? This Kawhi model is nonsense. It's bad for fans. It's bad for the team. I've, I've been told by a source that I absolutely implicitly trust that Kawhi is hard on the team. You get a call at 345, I'm not playing. It's, thank God, Ty Lue's a great coach. It's a lot to manage. It's bad for the league. It's bad for the fans. It's bad for the locker room. Load management is a lot like a fad diet. What do they call that? The, the keto diet? Keto diet? Remember the keto diet? Are they still doing that? Yeah, the keto diet was eat lots of bacon and put butter in your coffee. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a long... Uh, vision for a healthy life. Uh, oh, look at they've got new studies out on that diet, and uh, yeah, it's not great for cardiovascular health. Shocking! Butter in your coffee and bacon. 
<laughs> and this load management felt like a fad diet. And I am all for giving LeBron, Ray Allen, D-Wade at the end of their careers. I got no problem resting old guys. I'd go to LeBron and say, pick 12 games, you don't want to play. You can take a road trip off. I got no problem managing young centers games or old stars games. No problem. But I mean, because I think the season's a tad long, and I think seven-game series in the first and second round are ridiculous. It kills urgency. Come on, let's have a short series. Three games first round, five games second round, seven, seven for the conference championships and the finals. Seven games early. It's too many games. You wear players out. I want my guys rested, healthy, energized, got their juice in the playoffs. Don't wear them out in the first round against a cruddy team. But let's stop this 24-7 coddling that's these guys need, you don't need rest from, from 24 to 31 82 games schedule. Try to get to 74, 75 games. I, I really do not have a problem. I, I think the season's too long. I would have no problem going as a GM and a coach to every player in the locker room. You pick six games. Pick six games you don't want to play. I want, I want you to play like 74. I have no problem with that. But, um, you know, Travis Kelsey's going to probably play tonight for Kansas City. He's hurt again. If, you're, if you want to play when you're 100% healthy as a pro athlete, good luck. So the data is showing, like we see Draymond Green and older players. I got no problem giving Steph Curry six games off. Draymond Green, eight. Defensive guys. Again, I am not, I think the season's too long. But this thing is out of control. And it's, it's not only bad for fans. It's not only bad for the league. It's not good for teams. There's not enough chemistry. Like we've seen this with the Clippers. We're like, yeah, I like all their players. We saw this with the Sixers when it was like Ben Simmons or Harden. Or it's like, yeah, I really like their players. We saw it with Brooklyn. Kyrie, Harden, KD, yeah, I like their players. Oh, they played eight games total together. It's not good for the team. you got to know timing, culture, chemistry. So the data is proving you may be a little less efficient on a back-to-back. -back. It, it doesn't have much to do with fatigue and injuries. I mean, again, I don't want to go old school, old head guy, but Jordan played a lot of full seasons <laughs> and was relentless when it mattered all through the playoffs. Hey, let me and ask by you. the way, nutrition and training is much better now than in Michael's era, and Michael was money and a machine every night in the playoffs after a long season and playing every game. Let me ask you, how much regular season do you watch? Do you think fans oh, I like watch a lot. lock in well, I full do. games? like? I'm a, small, I'm a small town kid, so I'd go to a Sonics game a year. We didn't have any money. The idea of going to a Sonics game and downtown Freddie Brown and Gus Williams took the night off, give me a break. I hear this all the time. Well, you can watch it on TV. Most fans that go to NBA games do not sip $22 cocktails at the Staples and sit in the front row. 90% are people upstairs that can afford one game a year. Go play the games. By the way, I love that attitude. I just remind people that Larry Bird was basically broken down. His body was physically cooked at 32. Isaiah Thomas had an injury at like 31, 32, and he was done. These guys were done in their early 30s. Okay. I would much rather have Curry skip some meaningless regular season games and then play at 35 at a massive, awesome level. LeBron, what is he, 39? I want that. I don't care. I'm sorry about February, Portland, I'm and not, Lakers. I'm I, not I, saying you have to play every game. I'd go to all my – I think the – see, I've said it before. I think it should be a 72 to 68-game schedule, three-game first round, five-second, seven-seven. Yeah. I'm with you. 
But since we have an 82 game, I think the NFL was better. When I was a kid, it was 14 games. I think the NFL would be better at 14 than 17. We'd have less injuries. But we have a 17 gamer. And we have an 82 gamer. So play. You get paid to play, go play. And I love the line. Oh, Michael Jordan played 82, like seven years in a row. He retired twice. Like Okay, but let me ask you this. LeBron's almost had double the career. Let me me ask you this. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he lasted 20. Some of, it, some of it's just the reality of, of bodies. Yeah. So you can say, well, well, Kareem played forever. He's and an outlier. By the way, Clearly Michael Jordan could have kept playing. He mm. got exhausted. No, I did. Michael Jordan retired for baseball because he wanted to pursue it the death of his father. He could have played those years. He also could have kept playing. He went to Washington for two years. He was their best player. Michael could have played for another six years, but he had a massive Nike business. He loved golf, and he was so famous we didn't have TikTok. We didn't have this. The bottom line is, I see LeBron every single day. As big a star as he is, I, I bumped into him twice. People around him are not in shock and awe. Michael Jordan was so private. You didn't have any of the social stuff. If you saw him in public, he couldn't go to a restaurant. He couldn't drive through traffic. As big as stars are now, we get so much of all these stars, they're allowed to go out in public. Now, you know, if you're Justin Bieber and you go to a mall with teenage girls, you know, 10 years ago, be warned that'll be over the top. But I, I, Jordan, a lot of Jordan was just like, I'm, I got $300 million in the bank, a Nike deal that's going to pay me forever. I'm done with it. I got my titles. I'm, I'm going to go golf. And I, and I get that. LeBron's not a golfer. LeBron loves basketball. So it, it's, and I'm, I don't want to be old guy. You need to play every night. That's not who I am. I would go to Giannis and say, eight games, you pick them. And then, by the way, if he gets hurt and has to miss another eight, I'm good with yeah, it. Yeah. But taking a Saturday night off at home, a Saturday night game for a kid drive, you're paid to play. Give me a break. Those Saturday night games, kids can't go to a lot of those games because school night. So what's better, take the road games off? Take the road. So take some road. I mean, I think yeah. you should reward your home fans. But then they get crushed. Oh, Steph Curry comes to town once a year. He goes to Memphis once a year and he doesn't play. Boo! Because well, the lower bowl is full of Steph Curry jerseys. Well, More jerseys than you know. Ja the bigger Morant. issue with like, Memphis, John ja Morant, get your act together and you'll be available <laughs> yes. to play all games at home. Maybe John ja Morant, get your act together. No. It's not Steph's responsibility to sell tickets for Memphis. Thank it's John ja Morant's responsibility to be available for his team and grow up. That's not Steph's fault. Again, I'm I am I am pro player in the NBA. They sh- international soccer NBA players mean more. Ronaldo, Messi in their prime. Yeah. Uh, load management is a bunch is a load of you know what. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays 
props, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. So the athletic Jeff Howe, quote, there's a school of thought that suggests Bill Belichick has earned the right to go out on his own accord. The architect of the greatest dynasty in NFL history can coach as long as he wants. Robert Kraft doesn't subscribe to it. By the way, you're foolish in any industry unless you own the business to think that way. Everybody's replaceable. And Belichick, by the way, his brand, Belichick now would cut Belichick. That's his brand, moving off players a year early. Belichick wouldn't respect a coach who didn't cut Belichick the coach. In a pivoting to offense NFL, he looks like a dinosaur. He cut Asante Samuel on Christmas. Stop with the heartstring stuff. You can move off Bill Belichick. Landry and Andy Reid fired. The longer he coaches, there is an inescapable, unescapable, whatever it is, truth. He doesn't win big without Brady. Look at the graphic we put on television. He is a below 500 coach without Tommy, and he's great in winning rings with him. This is not a Joe Gibbs story. Three Super Bowls, three different quarterbacks. The mastermind of all of them. He can't pivot off Tom, which makes us realize Tom was much better than we thought. But I'm not giving you a legacy pass when your brand Always was. Cut a guy early, not late. Kraft isn't demanding they be great and win Super Bowls. How about just demanding they're not boring and dull and bad? And offensively, and this is something if you paid attention that's been bad for seven or eight years. It's why Tommy left. Tommy wouldn't have left if he had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin in tow. No way. He was screaming at his receivers, get open. Six, seven, eight, nine drafts in a row outside of Gronk. Couldn't hit on offensive skill people. Even Julian Edelman, always respectful, sees the issue. I think he needs a little help on the offensive side. I mean, you look at the defensive picks, they all look pretty good. I mean, they always come out and they, they, they perform. And I hate talking about coach like this, but we have whiffed on a lot of offensive skill position players, you know, starting from 
you know, I don't want to call guys out, but there are three, four receivers uh, when I was playing that we got in top rounds. You know, you're looking, and I was like, ah, what's going on here? That's not a first rounder. I, I don't, see, I don't know what's going on. So, I, I think he would be the first to tell you that he's he's had some screw ups. He's he's a very accountable guy, and I, I do think that. You know, that they probably do need a little more help on the offensive side of scouting. Mike Vrabel's name has been suggested. He'd probably be a frontrunner, very respected in Foxborough. But I suggested this at the beginning of last year. Give me, get out of here with this legacy stuff. Like Belichick's entire brand was cut early, not late. He cut Asante Samuel on Christmas. Asante said on the phone before Belichick hung up, Merry Christmas, Bill. You can fire Bill in February. It's not the end of the world. Landry, Andy Reid, it happens. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Greg Cosell, 44 years NFL films. So, um, young people in any industry improve. They even say, I, I, I learned this years ago with my kids, young kids learn languages better than older people. Uh, I don't know exactly the brain chemistry, but sometimes we have to say, listen, I see something. It's not working, but I see something. Whereas Mac Jones, I don't see anything. I do look at Justin Fields and go, there's a lot of wow there. Can he just sustain it week after week? So he's played better. Greg, what does the tape say on Justin? Very interesting because the last two weeks, he's clearly played better. Um, Against Denver, obviously not a very good defense, but the Bears did a lot of play-action movement with Fields. Play-action boot got him out of the pocket. They ran half-field reads. He was very, very effective. Um, This past game, which was last Thursday night against the Commanders, it was more playing in the pocket, and he did some really good things. Reading it out, the touchdown uh, that we just saw to uh, Moore was a really good example of that, the one for about 20 yards into the left void, the left corner void. Um, so he played better from the pocket. Um, you know, you're seeing incremental improvement. It'll be very interesting this week, Colin. You never know what you're going to get from a Brian Flores defense. It could be high pressure. It could be high frequency blitz. He could back off and play zone. You just don't know. So this is going to be a really intriguing challenge for Justin Fields. But there has been incremental improvement in his game. And as you've discussed many times and we've discussed He's a talented kid. Oh, yeah. He can throw the ball really well. He's 6'3", 230. He's got great movement. Um, you just have to put him in a situation where he can see it well and see it better, and then he can play with a little more confidence. I know most people did not get up early on the West Coast and watch the Bills-Jags. I did. And I listen, I've always been a Trevor yeah. Lawrence guy. I, I love the kid. I thought he made a couple of throws. You could hear the whip from here in London. Yeah, I, I think he's playing, last couple of weeks, I think he's playing really well. I, I think he had, like Lamar Jackson, his receivers dropping footballs. What's the tape say on Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I thought in this particular game he played exceptionally well, and I think he's played well all season. He has not been the problem with the Jaguars when the offense has sputtered. Um, I thought he was outstanding on third down in this game. He was 9 for 10 for 114 yards, and the key thing was eight of those nine completions resulted in first downs. And believe it or not, I think his arm's gotten a little juicier over the last year. 
And I don't know if that's a comfort level. I don't know if that's a fundamental technique thing because they had to work on that last year when Doug Peterson and staff got there. They had to work on his lower body technique in his drop, his set, and his delivery. And maybe that's the reason. But he, the ball came out with some really good juice this week. He sees things well. He knows where to go with the football. Um, to be honest with you, I thought in that game, I thought it was high-level quarterback play on both sides. I watched the tape, and I thought it was high-level quarterback play on both sides. But there's no question Trevor Lawrence is playing really, really well. Yeah, by the way, Josh Allen, any time you have a London game or a Thursday night game, one team never looks right. And I thought Buffalo was just out of sync. I thought Josh was fine. The tape said he was fine. Yeah, tape said he was really good. You know, of course, they want to try to run the football, and they could not do it in this game. Their run game really lacked any kind of synchronicity to it at all. Uh, it just it didn't look right. Uh, but Allen played really, really well. Look, when he threw that deep ball, the interception by Williams, that was on Diggs. Diggs has to make that catch, or at least make sure it's not an interception. That was a well-thrown ball, touch underthrown. But Diggs has to go up and make that catch. He's your number one receiver. Um uh, but he made some really, really good throws, played extremely well. Like I said, it was high-level quarterback play. That's what the tape said. It was high-level quarterback play on both sides. Mm-hmm. But there's no question Trevor Lawrence is becoming a fun watch. So I, I said this earlier this week. I think the Lions or the Cowboys is that we we look at the coach, Mike McCarthy and, and Dan Campbell, and there's still some people pushing back. We think Dak is great, but Jared Goff's actually a better distributor of the football. Uh, we, we talk Without about we, we talk about the great Cowboy O-line. Detroit's is probably better. Uh, we talk about a great pass rusher, Micah. Hutchinson's also unbelievable. And I look at them and I think they're basically the Cowboys with better players and less hype. I I mean, I Jared Goff and Ben Johnson, we know coordinators matter. <sighs> this, this is about as well, <coughs> yeah. as well as they ever played, isn't it? Oh, and you're 100% right. I mean, you watch the Lions tape. And, and it is really a joy to watch because the way they run their route concepts, the spacing of the route concepts, the way they present clear, defined reads and throws for Jared Goff. You and I have discussed Goff many times. You know, he's from the Bay Area, as you know. Um, he's a pretty thrower of the football. You know, he's a much better thrower than Dak Prescott to begin with, just in terms of pure throwing the, of the football. And then you see the way that offense is structured and scheme and design, and it's really a thing of beauty at times. Um The Cowboys, their offense, you know, again, on tape, it's a little bit of a struggle. We've talked about Dak. At this point in his career, he's a ball distributor and an executor. He he needs to do that better than he's doing it now. Uh, But that offense is is not as well-schemed as the Lions' offense. It doesn't present him with the kinds of reads and throws that the Lions present Goff. By the way, Cooper Cup comes back. It. There are times I think they almost depend on Cooper Cup too much. I wouldn't be surprised. They just let Van Jefferson go. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make an offer for a Jerry Judy or one of the Vikings guys if the Vikings are moving off, you know, this season. I watch Cup and I'm like, as good as Puka Nakua is, there are times it looks like Stafford's paying attention to nobody else on the entire team. What does the film say on that? Yeah, well, Nakua was not as good a receiver as Cup. Obviously, he did extremely well, but Cup's special in terms of his route running ability, his understanding of pace and tempo, his understanding of how at the top of his route sim to 
stick his foot in the ground and get a corner to react a certain way. He did that beautifully against Darius Slay, I believe, on his 39-yarder where he beat Slay. It was just a beautiful route at the top of his route stem, and you can move him all throughout the formation. He's not just a slot. Um, yeah, it's always hard to know with a quarterback, Colin. I mean, we can we can sort of make that speculative judgment that a quarterback relies on a receiver too much. But Cup is just so good, and he just seems to be open. He just seems to be available. <laughs> he makes himself available. It'll be interesting to see going forward because um, their run game's been a little up and down. Yeah, you know, and and they need a run game. They quite honestly, they they need a run game, and their O line is is just not good enough to sustain a pass game if you're going to need Stafford to drop back forty times. So I, I, you know, it's interesting. Lamar Jackson came into this league and he was so dynamic as a runner that he's never been kind of given the respect he deserves as a thrower. And I think he's gotten better and better at it. He's gotten stronger, a little more patient. Again, we go back to young people grow. They, they make big leaps from 21 to 23, 23 to 26 yeah. years old. I watch Lamar. When I watch him, I'm like, I think he's I think he's the best he's ever been. His receivers can't catch. Well, what does the film say? I got to tell you, you know, people might look at his numbers and the score of that game without watching the tape. And I watched that tape in great detail because I'm kind of fascinated with the new offense, what it's going to look like. But I thought the score did not reflect it at all. But I thought Jackson played at a high level within the structure of the pass game. He played from the pocket with efficiency. He read coverage. He delivered the ball to the right receiver at the right time with the right kind of throw. Um, you know, those were legit drops. Those were not drops where, you know, we say, oh, the receiver got a hand on it. He should catch it. Those were legit drops with perfect throws. Um they, they should have scored four or five touchdowns in that yep, game. Yep. He played really at a high, high level in that game. And I think they're ironing out some of their route concepts. You know, I spoke about the spacing with the Lions. I think that's what Todd Monken's trying to do with his route concepts. But they're not. it's not quite working yet. Receivers are a little too close together. It's just not quite in, in sync the way it will be over time. But Lamar played really, really well. He was fun to watch. You know, I, I said it this week that if you look at what's working in the NFL, uh, clever is uh, McDaniel's, Kyle, McVeigh, um, some of the stuff Baltimore is doing and will continue to do. Clever uh, is working. Uh, I watched Dallas, and I it just it's kind of a boring watch. Uh, it it it. I mean, I I know that doesn't matter. But San Francisco intrigues me. Miami, the Rams. Yeah. I can't ever predict what they're doing. The motion, <clears throat> the multiple sets. Yeah. What does the film say about Dak and this offense? Yeah, well, we just mentioned that. That's they're they're a tough offense to watch. Um, and I'm just speaking from film. Um, and I'm gonna be very curious to see what they do going forward. Um because, I, you know, in some ways, and again, this is just my interpretation of it. Some might disagree. I feel like with the way the NFL is moving, and you just hit upon it, that they're a little old school in yes. the way they play. Yes. And by the way, if you have unbelievably great talent, sure, can that work? Because you and I both know there's 10 ways to play. I mean, there's not one way to play, right. but it has to reflect what you have in terms of talent. So we'll see going forward. But I love what you said about those other teams. I mean, you talk about the use of motion. And keep in mind, when you use motion and you have a ton of formation variation, 
that puts a burden on your quarterback as well. We all think, oh, that makes it hard for the defense. But don't forget, the quarterback has to call all those plays in the huddle. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of different formation looks. The quarterback has to understand all that. And again, you're anticipating a certain response from the defense when you do certain things, but you might not get that exact response, Colin. And the quarterback within a second has to understand that there's a difference there. And that's why someone like Purdy, and we can get into him in a moment if you like, but someone like Purdy is so much better than people think. Because as we all do, we just look at physical traits. And there's no question he doesn't have a hose. But I got to tell you the other thing too, as we get more into it, is his ball's coming out this year with a little more juice. Yeah. Yeah, no, let's talk Brock Purdy because I said yesterday, he's good. I don't know if he's very good, but some of these throws are big time throws. That's correct. And and let's understand, you know, something else what I just said. You know, co- coordinators, coaches, they work as you know, 16, 17 hours a day putting in their game plans. That's what they do. And for the most part, they expect it to be executed as schemed. Now, there's always going to be a few plays in a game, defense wins, and it doesn't work out the way you want it to work out. Sure. But it's the job of the quarterback to execute what is being done, okay, and what is being installed. Brock Purdy is executing what is being installed on a play-to-play, snap-to-snap, quarter-to-quarter, game-after-game level at, at a really high level of execution. That's what you want your quarterback to do. We can sit and debate the traits, but I tell you what, you know what's a trait? A trait is being able, within this two to three seconds that you have when you take the snap, drop back, and deliver the ball, to be, to be able to do that correctly, snap after snap, that's a trait. Well, you know, it, it, it's it's interesting. If you go back the last four years, Joe Burrow has struggled in September and early October, even the Super Bowl year. Yeah. And, and my takeaway is he's had two major surgeries and a calf injury. And for whatever reasons, it could be a coincidence, he's scuffed. I watched that game against Arizona, and I'm like, okay, here goes Joe Burrow. That's what I said. He made the throws. He went over the top. He stepped into it. I don't know. I looked at Cincinnati, and I'm like, I put him in my top 10 at the end this week. I put him 10. I'm like, folks, I've yeah. seen I've seen this story before. Bengals struggle. Burrow's banged up. I don't know. I, I watched last week, and I thought they're back to being the Bengals. That was my take. Yeah, he, he looked like what you've, you've come to expect Burrow to look like, right? Is That's basically what we're saying. And there was a very rhythmic feel to their pass game. Now, I think coaching helped a lot, too, because early in the game, they gave him basic reads, simple stuff, which is really smart, so he could t- hit that back football, could come out. The offensive line would not be an issue, so he didn't have to worry about that because the offensive line is still not great. Uh, and then he settled in the game really well. And when he moves... I always feel like his movement, Colin, isn't really second reaction movement. It's kind of calculated pocket movement. Yeah. You know, even though he might leave the pocket a little bit, he's he's not running around like a Josh Allen or even a Mahomes. It just looks very composed and calculated. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and I think Joe, um I, I think Joe, maybe it's dad's a coach. Um, he is the rare athlete. He's better on third down. He can get, he, I always said he had a little Tony Romo. He can get at times a little loose and fun and play, you know, he's going to experiment with Jamar Chase. But if it's third and four and he's got to throw a football, right. I'm not sure the league has a more accurate deliverer of the football up that sideline. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. 
and he just knows where to go. That's the other thing. He knows where to go. Um, you know, when you mentioned the long touchdown to uh, let's, Chase, let's that's going to that. be our, our yeah. play. For, yeah, well, that's our play this week. So let's take a look because one of the things about this play, as we look at this long touchdown, is a lot of people need to understand that quarterbacks don't have to read five guys on given plays. You know, there's it's, it's what's called functional knowledge. You see him in the gun here, okay? Now what you're going to get here is you're going to get Irwin on the boundary side of the field, run a little curl or sit route, okay? You're going to have Chase with a reduced split. That's important. He's going to run the deep over route. So now basically, Burrow's going to be reading that safety, okay? That's what he needs to look at. Is that safety going to sit on Irwin's curl route, or is he going to get depth and try to get underneath the over route, the deep over route by Chase. Well, you see him sit. Look at his body language. You see him sit on Irwin's curl route. Now, there's the, the deep over route by Chase that we spoke about. Now, the positioning of Chase with the other safety, the other safety is not going to be a factor on this throw. He's running a deep over away from him. So all Burrow has to do is see what that boundary safety does, and he sat. So now he knows he can go over the top. So he basically had to read one defender on this given play. And you can see from this angle that that's where he's looking. And then he goes over the top. He actually threw it a little too far inside. And Chase made an unbelievable catch. He probably should have taken him across the field a little more. But just to give people the sense that quarterbacks don't have to read five, six different players. It's all functional knowledge based on the route concept. Greg Cosell, as always, magic. We're all smarter. Great seeing you again. Great, Colin. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.